Welcome to our very first At My Institution, a new section of Peds in a Pod, which essentially is going to be a virtual visiting professor series where we have faculty from other institutions join us to discuss different board review topics and to share some insights um, in their own institutions on how things are done. Because as we know, lots of things are done differently and there are multiple right ways to do things. So today, our first uh, At My Institution is featuring Dr. Sam- Samara Appelstein, uh, Children's Hospital of Buffalo, and hopefully an aspiring podcaster herself, so stay tuned. Welcome, Dr. Appelstein. We are going to be kind of discussing some preventative pediatrics and safety uh, topics today. Preventative pediatrics actually entails almost 5% of board content, which actually is a lot in the uh, setting of board uh, percentages, so make sure you listen. And... Uh, Let's just kind of jump right in, if that's okay with you. Yeah, sounds good. All right, so I'm going to go through safety safety things for for children. Um, I'm going to try and break it down by babies, toddlers, uh, a little bit older children, and teens. And then I'm going to go over some things that apply to people of all ages, including adults. So first, I want to go over babies. So... One really important thing that you need to know is safe sleep, and the safe sleep are the ABCs. So children should be A, alone, B, on their back, and C, in their crib. When I uh, talk to parents at my institution, um, I like to tell them that babies should be alone on their back in their cribs with no loose blankets, pillows, or toys. Babies should never be sleeping on their bellies um, until they're old enough to flip themselves over. Um, because that increases the risk of SIDS. So that's one of the important things that you can discuss at the newborn visit right right out of the hospital. Another thing um, that's important for babies and even toddlers are choking hazards. So a lot of little foods, little toys, um, babies can pick up and eat and choke on. So it's important that when you're feeding your child, that they should be sitting, so no running around um, and eating. Um, All foods should be cut up into small bites. So things like grapes should even be cut in half and maybe take the skin off of it. Same with hot dogs, take the casing off of it. If you have older children in the house, keep their Legos and other small parts of toys away from smaller babies who are not in the age range to play with them. You know, my, my son literally did this last night. My four-year-old got out his Legos, his little what he calls small Legos, and then my 18-month-old proceeded to try to eat said small Lego. So, I mean, even I am completely a failure. It's super hard. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my nephew is five and my niece is going to be two in a couple months, and my nephew's not allowed to have Legos yet until she can play with them, too. Just I know, to it sucks. Hazards. <laughs> Don't do what I do, guys. Put the Legos away. <laughs> Keep them high All up. Right. From the little baby. And I'm pretty then sure all babies are trying to kill themselves. So what else? What else should we do for their environment? Yeah. So especially mobile babies, you want to keep sharp edges covered. You should always supervise children all the time, whether they're at home in the playground, in the pool. Um, if you're changing your baby on a high, on an elevated um, changing table, an adult should always be there changing the baby. If you look away for a second, if they're rollers, they can roll right off the table. For uh, people with that have stairs in their houses, make sure you gate everything. Um, so the top and the bottom of the stairs, 
especially if you have babies in those little walking devices. I don't know what they're called. You're not supposed to do those anymore, right? The walkers? No, you're not. Yeah. People still have them. So if you do, get the house. True. Don't do them. <laughs> yeah, or don't do it. For kids that are more mobile, you have to be wary of um, furniture that can tip over. So, for example, I have a wardrobe that you have to anchor to the wall so that when they open up the doors, it doesn't tip on them. Um, anchor any TVs that you have. If you have really heavy objects in the house, keep them low down so that if they fall, they're not falling onto their head. They're falling onto a toe instead um, or keep them locked away. Yeah, so that's all I have about your safe environment. Well, there's a lot more environmental things that will come up in other other portions. Yeah, I think we're going to talk about swim later. So people with pools, that's also an environment in your own house. But we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Yes. Um, some other things um, to be wary of in the house are uh, things that can burn your children. So hot water, things that you're cooking. So your water heater in the home shouldn't be set to higher than 120 degrees. And if you're going to bathe your children, make sure to check the temperature of the water before putting them in. So if you don't, if you think it's too hot, it's definitely too hot for your kids. Um, if you're stovetop cooking, you shouldn't be stovetop cooking with or using your oven with your baby in your arms. Um, put them in a safe place. If they're uh, a mobile child, make sure that you're using the back burners and turn the handles away from the edge so that they can't grab it and spill on themselves because that's a pretty common way for babies to get spilled on. If you're um, drinking a hot beverage, make sure to put it down out of reach. A lot of these things seem intuitive, um, but it's very easy to forget. We're all human. And then, of course, fire safety. You should ha go over fire drills with your family. Have um, Know your fire exits and a way out. Have smoke detectors that are working. You should check. They should be checked once a month. And you should also have a fire extinguisher in the house. Kids are... are little less likely, older kids are a little less likely to, to have issues with choking hazards and hot objects and things like that. But one thing that um, all kids should be wearing are helmets when they're biking, scooting, roller skating. And this actually doesn't, isn't just for children. It's for adults too. If you're biking, wear your helmet. Let's say that again, because apparently no one likes to listen to that one. Wear your helmet. It's crazy town. Yep. I... Sadly, choose not to bike anywhere because I don't like helmet hair. But <laughs> when I bike, I do wear a helmet and make sure that I'm not going anywhere where I need to have nice hair. It's a good plan. Yeah. So kids love to go to the playground, especially in this lovely weather in the summer. Um, most injuries are um, from falling off of equipment. So you want to go to playgrounds that have um, like rubber mats. You don't want to go to playgrounds that are just cement grounds. Those are far more unsafe. The biggest way to prevent any injuries at a playground is really just to watch your kids. So put away distractions, phones, um, other kids, make sure that they're in their carriage if they're smaller and you need to pay attention to the, your child that's playing around. And then teens have a whole other set of safety issues. So one being drugs, illicit and the ones in the home, Illicit drugs, that should really just be a conversation between the parent and the child as well as the pediatrician and, and the teenager about illicit drug issues. Um, then there's drugs in the home. So parents can take 
a whole slew of medications, antidepressants, anti-anxiety meds. Those should be kept away and the children shouldn't know where they are, even for younger kids in case they take them by accident. So those should be locked up. Gun safety is also important. If you have a gun in your home, it should be in a safe unloaded and obviously locked up in that safe. And then, of course, safe sex. That's a huge safety issue. Um, so going over that at every uh, well visit and offering STD testing at every well visit as well. And birth control. Yes. So some things that um, encompass all age groups, including adults, um, car safety. So this starts in right at the newborn age. So babies should be in their car seat. Um, up until two years of life, the car seat should be in the back seat facing the trunk or until until two or until they outgrow the weight restriction on your specific car seat, which it should say on the side. Um, after two years or after they outgrow the weight restriction, you can then flip the car seat forward facing. And I think maybe we should just uh, clarify that because I actually find it hard and I have to do car seats for my own children, but the it's two year, it's at least two years, mm-hmm. but most car seats now will be safe for almost up to four years, depending on how big your kid is. Yeah. And it looks like rear facing really is the right thing for as long as possible. Even if technically their weight would be fine for forward facing, you should keep them rear facing as long as you can. Correct. Yep. Um, Pretty much until their legs or their knees are in their chest, then you should really be flipping them around. (laughs) Sounds like a plan. Yeah. So... Then you have, after you're out of your car seat, forward facing, kids should be in a booster seat until they're four foot nine. So I probably would have been in a booster seat until I was 14. (laughs) It's a different time. The reason for the booster seat is so that the uh, seatbelt actually goes across the lap and and the shoulder between your neck and your shoulder. Um, If you put a child shorter than four foot nine into the actual car seat, and there's uh, an accident, the seatbelt can cause abdominal injuries. So that's the reason for that. You want it across big bones. Teenagers have this tendency to not like to wear their uh, seatbelt in the car. A lot of times their excuse is that, oh, well, I'm just in the back seat. Well, you can still go through the windshield and get seriously injured from the back seat. So click it or tick it. All right. So then we have sun safety. Now we're in the summer months. Uh, So it's important to wear sunscreen. Uh, Six months and older for sunscreen. Babies under six months can't wear sunscreen. So be sure to put rash guards on them, those cute little long sleeve bathing suit type t-shirts on them, hats, and just keep them in the shade. If you're going to go out in the sun, you should go between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. After that, the sun is um, at its peak. And when you do apply sunscreen, you should be reapplying every two hours and after you go in the water, even if your sunscreen says that it's waterproof. If you go in the water after 30 minutes of wearing sunscreen, reapply when you come out. Which leads us into water safety. So the number one uh, thing for water safety is adult supervision. So if you're going to go in any body of water, a pool, beach, or an ocean, or a lake, there should be an adult who is not distracted. So put the phone away. Make sure if you're playing with kids, no no one's in the water so that you can keep your eyes on those in the water. If you have a pool, you should have a fence around your pool to make sure that 
a mobile child doesn't wander into the pool on their own. Swim lessons are also super important so that if a kid does encounter a body of water without adult supervision, at least they know how to swim. And that's very, uh, that's a pretty controversial topic, I would say, but AAP does, uh, does recommend, does recommend swim lessons, but just for parents uh, to remember that swim lessons do not take the place of direct supervision. I mean, these kids just, I mean, we have a pool here because we're in Arizona, obviously, and it is crazy how fast these kids just jump in the water. You have to be on them all the time. So I agree with these. You need multiple levels of safety. So gates, then you can even have an alarm on your gate. You can have the, all the gates should be at least four feet tall and they should all have uh, self-locking gates because some doors, people putting gates that don't automatically close. Well, that's useless. So they have to be automatically closing doors. So yeah, it's because this is the most common cause of death in kids from one to age four is drowning. And so this is, especially in people who live in warmer client, client, climates, as a pediatrician, this is such an important topic to have with, uh, discussion to have with your kids and families. Absolutely. Well, thank you for coming and helping us with this. And it's great uh, both for clinical practice and helping our families as well as our board test. All right. Good luck to everyone. I know boards are coming up. Uh, so keep studying. Keep listening. Good luck.